Welcome to Awakening Matters with your host, Cynthia Sloan. Blessings to each and every one of you. And may you leave lighter or at least have a chuckle while you're here uh, with me. Tonight, I will be talking about how people fear what they don't understand. I will also be talking about being an empath and what that's like for a child, what that's like for adults. But here on Awakening Matters, I cover all subject matters, uh, everything from humanity to spirituality to the fact that we are etheric beings having and spiritual beings having a physical experience and everything in between. Um, I think I might have even covered food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're here, so we are meant to cover all things as much as possible. So growing up, I was very much a part of a body of work where I could feel things, hear things. And when I say feel things, it's like gut feeling, a knowing um, you. And I'm saying child, even before being able to talk. I remember looking at places, rooms, landscapes, the sky nation, the earth plane, and actually hearing the language of those places communicating with themselves, with each other, everything in our environment. Even if there's silence, you can hear the silence. Everything that exists on this earth, through it, above it, all over it, has a consciousness and is communicating. And so communication is very much a part of being an empath. And what I mean by that is it's an expanded version of communication. Was I born with a desire to be an empath? Not on a conscious level at all. Did it make life easier? Uh, communication and that when you're an empath as a child, I'm, I'm starting there. If there was tension in the room, I could not only feel it, but I could see it coming from where the source was, and I could feel that the actual environment surrounding uh, whatever the issue was or the, what was going on regarding an issue, that the communication of consciousness, even in the room, was aware of it. How, do, how am I meaning that? I mean that there were animals in the room, their auras were contracting, they'd curl into the tightest little ball. If there were plants in the room I live, and a flower was open, it would close and lean away. You know how flowers or plants sometimes lean towards the light? Well, even if it was the strongest, brightest light in the room hanging above the, the dinner table, that plant was headed the opposite direction if at that dinner table um, there was tension. And so what I mean by all of this is that our environment is communicating with us at all times. And as a child, I picked up on that communication. And so not only was I able to recognize what was unsaid and unseen by most, but then the validation 
choose that which I was witnessing, was experiencing, was happening in the room itself for me. So it's almost like having a human experience, but with 3D glasses on, or 4D, or 5D, the ability, uh, and by the way, as a child, I thought everyone saw, felt, and experienced that. For sure, the animal kingdom did, because I would communicate telepathically with not only my animals, but animals in the neighborhood, and they would respond. And I really thought that was normal, and I'm going to say to anyone that's listening out there that has a child that is um, exhibiting differences, that be aware that sometimes it's not that they are, and there's a lot of different, I'm just, by the way, never replace your own truth, I'm just sharing my experience, and my experience was such that I most certainly as a child, and I, for those of you who are just tuning in, I grew up in a very um, dysfunctional environment. But now I'm not addressing the ability to tune into the communication of an entire room because of that. I'm addressing what was present in the house, in the yard, in the front yard, and in life in general for a child that didn't know that other people were just looking through their eyes and listening with their ears, but not really tuning in to anything else. And so I thought that it was the other way around. I thought the way that I, I mean, don't we all, we don't know what we don't know. And so the way that I tuned into the world in its expanded version, which I didn't know, um, well, I figured that out pretty quick as a child, but I'm talking about the times that I didn't know that. I thought everyone was doing that, and there wasn't even communication because it was a known. I'll put it that way. And so when I would go outside in the yard, and um, again, my topic is primarily communication as well as people fear what they don't understand. And so... And they not only fear it, but they want to change it. They want to um, make it a person or a situation become like they are. They don't want to feel uncomfortable at all. And so an inner inquiry at all times, because what was coming at me as a child was not just the harsh environment that I survived, but what was coming at me was hearing the um, natural, divine nature scene, and if it was suffering or if it was celebrating, I was, that was coming to me. If it was just constant information, 24-7, incoming, 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 and as a child, um, it was a lot. But it was, um, you know, what's interesting is that I did not fear the etheric conversation or the, um, the language, the beautiful language of the 
nature, my home, from plants to waterfall features. Um, I did not fear their communication. But what I found with humanity is, at that time, growing up, is it feared its it feared itself. It feared its own communication, and it feared going beyond um, a level that was comfortable. And so there was very little inner inquiry, and I got real quick that the conversations, I would get up at night and go into the closet and close the door, sit in uh, with my legs crossed and close my eyes and just start, I, at the time I was a child, so clearly I was meditating, but I wasn't, you know, saying to myself as a child, I'm going to go meditate. <laughs> it was just, it was natural, it flowed. And when I would close my eyes, I could focus on the forest in far away or the ocean or the sky nation, etc. And I would be invited into the conversation as opposed to blocked from it. And it was all because the vibrational frequency, when fear is not present, and there's nothing wrong with fear. Fear is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that the vibrational frequency when fear is not present in the moment is love. And so when you show up to that frequency of love, all of a sudden you are on the, you are in the flow. You are going down and up and around. You are in the stream of consciousness of love and you are experiencing the dialogue and not your own, by the way, you're experiencing the dialogue of all interactions of love, whether it's between humans, whether it's between, you know, by the way, even as we speak right now, all things are happening in this very moment. There is a child being born. There's somebody being proposed to. There's somebody being asked to go on vacation. There's somebody's marriage that's breaking up. There's somebody that's dying. I mean, all things are happening at one time. And that's a whole other show. But my clarity is that as a child, what I saw a lot of was um, what kept people from reaching deeper and opening up and communicating was their fears. And so now fear itself is an interesting vibrational frequency. Because fear is a built-in alert system. It, it, fear in old times, quote-unquote, on this earth with humanity, fear was built into the DNA and the cellular patterning to let you do what? Protect yourself, protect your family, protect whatever you had gathered. That fear and that adrenaline to support the fear is important. If you're hiking and around the corner... You're on a mountain, and that path is about to end or about to fall or whatever it is. Internally, etherically, and emotionally, you're going to feel what? What gets humanity's attention faster than anything? Discomfort. What gets humanity's attention faster than anything? Fear. And so... 
you don't want to, you really don't want to hate any part of who you are. You want to know that to the parts that you celebrate, you understand and you enjoy, mostly and most likely, probably, because other people enjoy those parts of you, that you also embrace and love as equally the other parts of you that, that are there as the totality of who you are. And so going back to fear, fear is... Um, it can be a blessing and it can also be a blockage and it can be a blessing in regards to survival in regards to, like I said earlier, if you're hiking or, I mean, it doesn't have to be that severe. You don't have to only engage fear when you're hiking. I mean, everyday life, I am sure that it, it triggers fear. And so you want to look around when that fear is being triggered and you want to be uh, compassionate. You want to be kind to the fear you are feeling within yourself. You want to seek from yourself. And if you are blessed, you have those around you who want to offer that to you, who you know, if they're lucky, they don't even have to try and figure out, oh, she's scared, or oh, she's overwhelmed, or oh, she's being triggered because this is the, the scariest thing in her life. If you're lucky enough, that person is telling you those things, and that they're terrified, and the person who's telling you those things, if they are blessed enough, they will receive a level of kindness and compassion and understanding to help create a bridge from where you are in your fear to looking at it or healing it. Um, and so that's something I hope for everybody, everybody, that in your greatest moment of fear where you're facing the thing that terrifies you the most, that you have a person or people around you that have the desire, maybe not the capacity, but the desire anyway, to stand back and go, this is really serious and I've got to put myself aside and be there to hold that person's fear with them and to help them. I do that every day for clients and I am incredibly filled with gratitude just deep, deep gratitude to not only have that experience, but to know that that experience in itself, when you allow yourself to do that and become that for another, it transports you and transforms you in a soul-awakening capacity. You become a better version of who you are. So I'm very, very grateful to uh, be able to be that. So going back to an empath as a child, I've got news for you. Every child that is born is an empath. I know some people right now, I can even hear it, are going, what? Nuh-uh. They have to be tested and then they have to be stamped and given approval by a council of people that then say, okay, you can call yourself an empath. No, I'm sorry. I mean, hey, my truth doesn't have to be yours. But I will tell you, I've worked with so many people 
that of all ages, uh, et cetera, that, and I've also communicated with newborns before they were born. And so we are born as spiritual, energy, vibrational, frequency beings with internal language of empath. So maybe the word empath, if it doesn't, Resonate with you or relate, throw it out. Let's call it, you're born with sensitivities, awarenesses. You're born with a inner intelligence that even a baby may not reach for something. Think about it. it. Built into your fingers when you were a child, there was the intelligence and the intuition and the sensitivity to know as you approach something very hot, you would feel it and pull your hand back. Not all kids would do it, but I'm talking about that is something that is connected to the fact that when you are born, you are born with an expanded version of yourself, which actually is more normal than being shut down and turned off. The normal state of who you are when you are born is open, aware, and everything's communicating with you, and you are taking it in. Then when you decide as, as an adult or as a child uh, to shut it down or diminish it for survival mode or for whatever reason, that's your call, um, those abilities are still there. They don't go away. They don't die off because they are an integral part of who you are. They're an integral part of who you are. Even if you never use them again for the rest of your life, they're still there to be accessed. Now, here's how you access them. You don't access them through fear because fear is a vibrational frequency that's calibrated to Come up when needed. But love, the vibration of love, and not I'm not necessarily just talking about human love. I'm talking about all love, universal love, is often how. So let's say um, you're a child and you experience something that uh, makes you smile or makes you... Um, move towards it, and be in joy about it, you're generating not only in yourself but beyond you in your auric field, in the consciousness of the room and in the consciousness of the universe, you are emitting a vibrational frequency that is illuminated and it is of light. And you are also being true to yourself in that moment. And so what happens more often than not is as children and as adults, um, the comfort gauge gets put to shutdown mode, density mode, um, survival mode, and often the mode of um, how should we say, aggressive mode. Um, and that's not that you're out there 
physically being aggressive. It's that if you get triggered in any way, often those who are shut down and not able to communicate much with themselves, let alone others, um, or they have stopped talking, really, um, or diminished their opinion, they're going to experience fear uh, differently than those who are communicating and able to remain the knob, if you will, let's find another word, the scale, if you will, if you don't like that word, let's find another word, <laughs> the, the balance, there, Eureka, I like that word, the balance for those who don't shut down is it remains, their balance remains within uh, remaining open and hearing the communication and experiencing it. Unfortunately, in this world of humanity, not how it was meant to be, folks, not how it was meant to be at all. However, it is what it is. Um, I could just try and continue the whole show with just sayings. <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, um, not meant to be. However, what has become the norm is to be shut down and what's become the anomaly, the thing to be afraid of, the thing to um, to destroy is to attempt to destroy. It will never be destroyed. Um, is sensitivity, the ability to... I mean, yes, you have to find like-minded people. And if you don't, you experience uh, the reason why you should find like-minded people. But in that, even those who are insensitive to themselves can only be sensitive to you at the level that they see themselves. So nobody can meet you where you're at unless they have met themselves there. Can we be teachers to each other? Can we be lovers to each other? Can we be mirrors to each other? Can we be friends to each other? Everything, yes. The hope is that through the infinite wisdom and unending choreography of the music of communication that we were all born with, access, reaching somebody, and then if you are not, how do I put this? If you are willing, your ability to be there for another and put yourself aside is because of your ability to love yourself and to look at another and say, if I was in that situation, I would want to help that person get over that fear or to be there for them um, unconditionally and join them in a place of healing or a place of peace, etc. Because I tell you this, if you can do that for another person or people, 
then you are doing that for yourself, your ancestry, and your soul lineage. It's not just about you. It's about everybody that is connected to you, those known or unknown, those that cross the street and you see them and you have no idea that they are literally one of your cousins from a past life. However, people who fear what they don't understand, which is not unnormal, it's natural, but if they stay in that place, then we get this mass um, consciousness that starts pulling towards um, creating imbalance and that becoming the new norm. And so I say to you that you were born with sensitivities, you were born as an empath, you have abilities, whether or not you use them, whether or not you're open or you're kind or you've been asked to understand and you choose not to, Whatever your issue is and your journey is, you're always being offered the opportunity of communication because you could not be alive without communication. The cells and the organs in your body are communicating every second. Well, actually, time is of no... There's a great belief that oh, the organs and everything um, are, are paying attention to the clock. No, they're not. Believe it or not, they're in alignment with the universal timeline, not a human-made clock. Um, that's a whole other show about health and longevity. Um, well, I better write this stuff down because I'll forget. <laughs> Speaking of health and longevity and uh, remembering things, um, God, I'm having such a good time. So, as an empath, as a child, I witnessed um, a lot of things that no child should ever witness. I also experienced a lot of things that my spirit guides um, helped me understand and helped me to transcend. And if you... Know who you are, that's one thing. If you accept who you are, that is everything. So growing up, I was constantly being reminded, you're different, you're not okay. And I'm not saying, poor me, I'm saying for anyone who's listening with a child or themselves, being told, you're different, you're not okay. I was often... um isolated, alone, I didn't have friends, etc., because <laughs> because of the nature who I was. If I was sitting with a group of friends and I heard a praying mantis start talking, I would go, oh my, I was so excited. I mean, oh my gosh, there's a praying mantis over there and it's talking. And I was, I got the looks and the everything, you're different, ew, go away, we don't like you, etc. But I didn't, I'm like, cool, because I was literally talking to a praying, mount, praying mantis about their ancestry, their past lives on this uh, plane of demonstration, etc. So my point is, is that um, 
sometimes, no, not sometimes, I'm going to say every time, you are thrown out of a group or you walk away from a person that you thought you knew and what you found out was they actually were more like the other people than the person that they portrayed themselves to be, then you always, not sometimes, walk back to yourself. You don't walk away into a void. I'm telling each and every person who is listening that feels alone, scared, or that feels um, like they'll never have a tribe or a friend, or you'll never belong, etc. When you walk away or even thrown out by a group, you walk back to yourself. And there is great love for you there. There is a love that while you were suffering, while you were in pain, while you were scared, that love for you, inside you was growing to meet that panic, that fear, to meet it and go beyond it. We are such incredible beings. Think about it. How do I know this? Because I lived it and continue to. That while you are in pain and you are in fear and you are suffering and you are scared, the love within you that is connected to the universe, to your guides, to a part of you is expanding its love to hold you, to envelop you, to remind you of who you are, to embrace you, to lift you up. Now, is that another person? If you are blessed, yes. No. Wait, Cynthia, you're creating confusion. <laughs> If you are blessed, yes, but no, K-N-O-W, that if you turn and there's no one standing there that you can see or even feel, I'm telling you right now, your the capacity of love within you has just quadrupled. It has surpassed the fears you're having. It has surpassed everything, and it got you. It has got you. It is holding you. It is an energy. It is a vibration. It is a frequency. It is the very thing. Well, that's diminishing it if I use the word thing. It is the very substance and intelligence that gives life to itself within you. You can call it love. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But what I am incredibly grateful to experience over and over in my life is the knowing that even if I've reached out and asked another, I am so stressed and over the top and I can't handle this and I'm and I'm I'm and and you're vulnerable and all of your pain and and your your fears are out there 
And that person, let's just say, that person is like cutting you off. They're, they don't want to hear it. And they're like, okay, 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 okay. And you're dumbfounded that while you are choosing to express the vulnerability of what you're feeling, that this person, as an example, has the ability, which is so telling about who they are, to not only not meet you there, not stand back, not have a bigger picture, not be able or choose to go, oh my gosh, that person is in so much pain and I need to stand back and reach out. That at that moment, there's a realization, not for them, um, but for you that, and, and if not, I'm telling you, you might contemplate this, there's a realization that their choice on a conscious level to not only not be there for you, but to discard you, and you are standing there completely vulnerable, that has to do with them. It has nothing to do with you. You are worthy, and you absolutely deserve to have somebody meet you at your time of your greatest fear and be there for you without you having to give them step one, two, three, four, and five for them to just throw away. You deserve to be met and to be seen and to be communicated with. However, once you pull yourself back together and you are not only clear, but you're not angry, that's the key right there. When you are angry, sometimes that can, not always, reveal you still care, you're still invested. When you pull back yourself to get, when you pull yourself back together and you are offering yourself that love, you're being held by the love that you would have liked humanity to offer you, but instead you are being held by the love that has grown, watching that you were already in pain, you were already in fear, and then when you approach somebody and they denied you, amongst other things, that, that was even more painful, the love within you, your spirit council, is expanding and expanding and expanding that light, that love, that frequency of transmuting all that pain and helping you to grow and heal and expand and move to the next level of your soul evolution. So that's why I said much, much earlier, we have things we love about ourselves. We embrace, we share with others because they're wonderful, but there are other parts of us that are not accepted by others because they don't understand that they have shut those parts of themselves down. You haven't. And so that's a reminder to them that they don't want to look at. 
They don't want to hear. They don't want to see. Just go away because I don't want to be reminded that I broke my full contract. I let myself down, um, et cetera, et cetera, and onward and onward. So be mindful of that. When you immediately go, it's me. How come... How come if they're treating me that way? No, no, no. They don't have it to give. They're not interested. And most likely, you are approaching them from a level of depth they can't even begin to relate to unless they try and destroy it because that's what they did and are doing to themselves. So I say to you, have compassion for yourself and choose love over fear, but do that for yourself. And I'm not going to tell you at this point and juncture, love yourself and you'll attract others that love you too. No. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like that. It was just funny. Um, I'm not going to tell you that at this point. I'm going to tell you that everything in your world, everything, in your world, all of your experiences are about love or fear. And fear is a partner to love. So I'm telling you that. So am I saying to you, if you're fully in a love-embraced relationship and there's no fear, it's not a good one? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that don't fear fear. And if it comes up, communicate with it. Find out why it's there. Don't push it away, shut it down, make it go away. And if you are blessed or if you are just still connected to the empath that you were born as and you are able to communicate with the fear because all others who you've reached out to have abandoned themselves and turn abandoned you, remember you're, you're reaching into the universe for support, which is much bigger and in love with you and able to support you than the rejections you have received. But it's natural and normal for people to fear what they don't understand. But here's the thing I started talking about. Every single human being that is born is born with it's not even a gift. They're born with intuition, the empathic ability to feel their environment. I have worked with parents whose children, whose toddlers, whose babies didn't like the room they were in because the house they just bought, something happened in that room. They didn't know it. The child would not sleep. It would cry all night, etc. And it was only through my, not saying only me, anyone that could connect with that child, but I'm saying that my ability to communicate with that child and hear that it was experiencing visions, it was experiencing um, overwhelming sensations of fear and emotions, etc. And then for me to look at the environment itself and to see oh my gosh, something very horrible happened in that room. You need to remove the baby from that room. We need to clear everything out of it. And then we need to clear 
the soul memory in the walls, the floors, and the ceiling of that room and assist whatever souls we can to go to their rightful place of light, hopefully, and to then clear that room and, yes, that baby was able to sleep again and be peaceful and grow up a very um, intuitive child themselves. So fear is not a bad thing. Fear can save your life. It can also inform you of maybe someone, something, or a group of people, or even a doctor's office, or as an example, a vet's office is you're like, I'm, something's not right. I'm, you're not necessarily feeling fear, but you know for sure you're not feeling warm, fuzzy love. So you've got to listen to how you feel. And you have to know. And if you don't, I will hold that for you till you do. You are never alone and you are surrounded by a spirit council that made a commitment to be here with you prior to your arrival. And so they are here. And when you think to yourself, well, I can't see them and I can't hear them like you do and I can't feel them like you do, I invite you to look into a picture, um, a landscape, the face of your beloved child, your pet, your lover, whatever it is, that makes you smile, and right there you've transformed yourself from fear into love. And so I'm talking about looking at fear and love as vibrational frequencies, that once fear has got you, shift your focus on anything that will bring you joy. You know what? Dogs do it. What the heck am I talking about? Dogs do it. Cats do it. What do they do? For instance, I happen to know that someone having a really bad day and just being overwhelmed never said a word to the dog, turned around, the dog was standing right there with not one, not two, but three of its toys at the foot of the human with a smile on its face going, please let me help. I love you. Please let me help. Let's play. Basically, let's shift your energy from fear to love. And absolutely, it will, it will work every time. And my God, what an incredibly intelligent animal. I believe all animals are intelligent, especially when you're talking about the emotional body. Um, so I'm talking about you are not just human. You are a frequency. Fear is a frequency. Love is a frequency. You have self-permission. It is your birthright to shift from one to the other. Don't take my word for it. Try it. In fact, if you don't have a picture or an animal or any of the above that I mentioned that can remind you that right behind that fear is a smile, then literally, verbally say to yourself, 
I'm in a frequency, well, you can choose your own words, but as an example, I'm in a frequency of fear, and I choose the frequency of love. And then breathe that in, and maybe repeat it to yourself, I choose the frequency of love. And you will move out of fear and into that place. Now, there are so many different experiences that fear can honor. So by no means whatsoever am I saying, if you are in an abusive or violent relationship, that just forget the fear and go to love. No, I'm not saying that at all. If you're, you know, uh, in an environment of a group of people and you don't feel love, you feel fear, I'm not saying shift into fear. No, I am saying that when you want to, in the safety of your own home or when you feel, well, whenever you feel you want to, shift from fear to love. But know that you cannot force a person, place, thing, or group to become what you need them to be. But what you will find out with tremendous clarity is when you are at your lowest, you will figure out very quickly who is at their highest. Meaning when you're at your lowest, you will find out very quickly who is in their higher self, in their highest love vibration, and able to be there for you. And if unfortunately that doesn't happen, then... And that's their, their choice. But then know that your spirit council is there for you and never, ever will leave you. Ever. Um, and I know this from being a child and all the way until now, and I'm 10 million years old. So my point is we are all born with the gift to feel and trust that feeling and to have intuition and to be an empath and to hear the blade of grass talking to the other blade of grass, to the sky nation and the star nation talking to each other. I mean, everything is communicating. Everything is communicating. Why? Because communication is motion and everything is in movement. And when communication stops, that's when not very good things start to happen. So you want to keep that going with yourself first. Become the person you want to attract. Sometimes we think we have. Sometimes we think we have become that person we want to attract. And then lo and behold, we're reminded in a glaring way that no, we have not attracted the person that we wanted to attract or they were lying to themselves or they were false to you. And it's through an interaction where they revealed that they were, that they are just like the others and always was no difference. Judging you, um, putting up with you, I mean, all kinds of things. And so what I'm saying to you is when you 
are seeking to be seen or you're vulnerable, please, 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 I don't know how, truthfully, I don't know how, other than the unseen in my life, which is spirit, the universe, um, everything that surrounds me. But please do not shut yourself down. Please don't let another's betrayal cause you to stop trusting life. Can you temporarily, um, you can do whatever you want, but can you temporarily stop trusting humanity maybe? Of course. However, trust yourself and trust the universe. And when I say universe, I mean nature. I mean the sky nation, the earth plane, the animal kingdom. I'm saying everything else that, by the way, is here, here as a part of earth in much bigger quantity than just humanity. So to be validated is to seek out a true consciousness, hopefully find that in a person, but if not, don't abandon yourself. Don't discard yourself. Don't shut down. Stay vulnerable to yourself. I don't know how, but I have remained vulnerable despite the atrocities that I have endured, absolute atrocities. And the vulnerability is still there because I have the clarity of knowing that I don't just know myself, I love myself on all levels. And when I'm judged by another, I know they're just judging themselves. And when I try to ask that they are compassionate with me, and they are the absolute opposite, in fact, bullying, I recognize that they are first like that with themselves, and they don't have anything else to offer. And so God bless their soul. God bless them, truly. And so I will say to you that you are a vibration, the universe is a vibration, you are a frequency, fear is a frequency, love is a frequency, we as a human consciousness is a frequency of vibration, everything is communicating, and if you want to make a difference in your own life, let alone in the world, start offering yourself what you and holding the vision of what's possible for you and what you want others to offer you. And very quickly, or maybe not so quickly, you'll come to understand either the people that surround you, that will be revealed to you immediately or not so immediately, that they are not your tribe. They, yeah, that they have been judging you, laughing, putting you in a different category, but not a loving one the whole time. And again, does that mean, it might be painful to you, but does that mean that that was because of you? No, it means that's the level, very low vibrational frequency of density that they choose to remain in. And you are different, and that's okay.
the universe loves you, I love you, and who you are has already been accepted by who matters. Who am I talking about? You. You arrived here. I'll talk about myself. To me, I arrived here as an empath with the ability to do things that I thought everybody did. And then I realized, much to my amazement, nobody did it. And they were, I'm talking about my family, and then beyond that, they were looking at me like, well, well, and I was told you should have never been born. You weren't wanted. And so as a child, hearing that, um, and I was a twin, hello, anyway, that's another show, but <laughs> as a child, and believe me, I'm laughing about it in this moment because I have cried uh, rivers of oceans about it. That's the only reason I can laugh about it now because I've done uh, and continue to do uh, the work uh, around loving myself and supporting myself um, emotionally. So with that said, um, please don't try to get those who are dense to understand your sensitivity. Please don't try to get those that are fear-based and rather have you more dense um, diminish your sensitivity, your love base, your vibrational frequency, the fact that you're an empath. I have... It has been done to me since the day I arrived on this earth plane, unfortunately, throughout my entire life. I didn't think that it would happen in my adult life, but lo and behold, it did, and it did so with, with a punch. However, I am here to talk about it because I remain an empath, I remain sensitive, I remain compassionate and loving and with infinite wisdom towards myself, my ancestry, those who came before me, those who stand with me now, those who will be with me after. You are not alone. And when you forget and you think you are, look to the sky, look to the earth, and know that everything that you think does not have a voice in nature, from trees to grass to flowers, has a voice and is talking and is looking at you and is loving you. Everything you think that is judging you, stop judging yourself and start loving yourself. Start loving your differences. Start loving the fact that after an extremely difficult life, you can still be true to yourself. Or hopefully from an extremely wonderful life and then you hit a difficulty that you can still be loving towards yourself. Whatever your journey is, Know that you are supported and never stop asking for people to treat you the way you deserve to be treated, even if they don't like it or they choose consciously to kick you when you're down. And if they're kicking you when you're down, that is a message to you. So I say to you, that you do not need to be given a title by a council of beings that you are allowed to be empathic, sensitive, and intuitive. You were born that way. 
you don't have to share it with other people. You can just utilize that loving language with yourself. And if you are going to share it with others, please, I invite you to only share it with those who want to walk with you in heaven on earth, but who also will walk through hell with you. And don't share it with anybody that is not willing to love you for who you are. You have the right to ask to be seen and heard and to be treated the way that you treat others and that you want to be received or if somebody's having difficulty in understanding you or even that you're starting to notice they don't care to understand you and you put out there, you know, this is what, I mean, that's psychology 101. Um, this is what matters to me or this, if you say it this way, then I feel like you're seeing me or whatever. If the person actually exhibits rage on you or believes that for you to ask them to communicate with you in a language that helps you to recognize that they understand you or that they care and um, they become a bully, that's your answer. So I send you so much love, and until we meet again, and bye for now.